Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Hello, and welcome to this edition of V Radio. Um, I will actually be flying solo for this show because it more has to do with just me asking a favor of my listeners. Um, before we get into all of that, just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, once again, I, I haven't fixed, fixed the blue screen of death problem just yet. I think I'll be able to do that sometime after the show tonight. I'm going to reinstall Windows 7, see if that fixes the problem. So in the event that there's a cutoff in the show, it's scheduled for an hour and a half today. Um, then you'll know that that's what's going on. So um, in addition to that, uh, there is a new Internet speed that I can get for the show, and I'm going to go ahead and upgrade to that. That won't affect the bill for um, this month, but it will for the next month. I'll need... Um, a little bit more. The roommates are going to be shouldering some of it, but with the internet speed combined with the um, upgrades I was able to get, uh, we should be able to broadcast video flawlessly from now on. It's like a 50-10 download-upload ratio or something like that. Um, I just had that dealt with. Unfortunately, it it doubles my internet bill, but it does mean that we'll have much better quality um, for our video broadcasts. So anyway, um, that being said, I'm going to talk a little bit about what the show is about tonight. Um, Although I'm not bringing on any panelists, if anybody wants to call in, we can definitely get into that. Um, It looks like in response to the hoopla about this subject, um, there's actually already breaking news on it. Um, But basically, uh, vote, uh, vote, yes. Sorry about that. Basically, the situation is this. I'm sure many of you guys remember me talking about the Resource-Based Economy Caucus. Um, And I wrote a a blog entry to really kind of get to the bottom of what it is um, we needed to do here. Uh, But basically, uh, the Resource-Based Economy Caucus, we're going to read from the blog post. I did a previous blog post about this. I've mentioned it on other radio shows. But I think in order for people to be comfortable with it, I need to really get down to the nitty-gritty of the situation and what it is that I'm accomplishing with this. Um, So first of all, um, you can go to my blog at v-radio.org, and uh, there you will find the blog post about the Boston Tea Party and how it can help the Zeitgeist Movement updated. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start reading, and then I'll talk some more and elaborate as we go. The recent results of the Boston Tea Party National Convention were disappointing, but some of this was due to confusion, and some of it was due to some questionable actions by the chair of the party at the time. However, that sort of resistance to change is to be expected. We ran three candidates and volunteered to give their names and be part of an election to the National Committee of this small political party. Matthew Wagner, the chapter administrator for the Ohio chapter of the Zeitgeist Movement, Rian Amutu, who some of you might know as Adrian on the voice chat servers for the Zeitgeist Movement, and myself. So I guess some of you, despite my previous radio shows and blog posts on the subject, are still wondering exactly what this is all about. So I'm going to post all of the information here. The Boston Tea Party is a small political party that is basically a spin-off of the Libertarian Party. It was formed in protest of some of the things going on in the Libertarian Party of the United States. The party is based entirely on the Internet, but they do run presidential candidates. They also endorse active politicians who follow their platform. The platform is incredibly small. This is it. 
The Boston Tea Party supports reducing the size, scope, and power of government at all levels and on all issues, and opposes increasing the size, scope, and power of government at any level for any purpose. Yes, that's it. That's all there is to it. I became involved in the Boston Tea Party after my work with Senator Mike Gravel's bid for the Libertarian nomination. I was still a mainstream Libertarian at the time. They asked me to run for the National Committee of the Party, so I did, and I won. Now, what does a National Committee do? The National Committee of a political party votes on resolutions and makes basic decisions for the party. For example, if the party is considering endorsing a certain candidate or taking a certain stance on one political view or another, the committee votes to determine if the party will make a statement about this. Say a certain politician is running for office and we want to support that politician. The membership can suggest that we endorse them and the committee would then vote on that. Or say the party membership might like to make a statement about a certain issue, like the war in Iraq. Currently, for example, the party calls for immediate withdrawal, as an example. Then it would fall to the committee to vote on this resolution. But wait, aren't we rejecting the political system? I went to Jacques and Roxanne about my idea for a caucus I was going to form with interest, uh, interest in the Boston Tea Party and the Green Party of the United States. After I showed them the platform for the caucus, they approved it. What is a caucus? A caucus is basically a group within a political party that supports a certain set of values and may, have certain, and may have a certain agenda for that party. An example of a caucus is, for example, the Republican Liberty Caucus, which is basically the libertarian wing of the Republican Party. They support bringing libertarian ideals into the Republican Party's views. So this is the platform of the Resource-Based Economy Caucus of the Boston Tea Party, approved, I might add, by Jacques Fresco and Roxanne Meadows. This caucus is still in line with the platform of the Boston Tea Party, but suggests a different solution to getting us to the goals presented. The Boston Tea Party platform states, once again, the Boston Tea Party supports reducing the size, scope, and power of government at all levels and in all issues, and opposes increasing the size, scope, and power of government at any level for any purpose. This caucus would actually propose suggestions about how to remove the need for government entirely through the use of technology as a final goal. The Resource-Based Economy Caucus. The Resource-Based Economy Caucus is a caucus that seeks to bring about awareness of the advantages of implementing a resource-based economy and to work towards that implementation. The definition of a resource-based economy as defined by Jacques Fresco of the Venus Project is as follows. A resource-based economy is a system in which all goods and services are available without the use of money, credits, barter, or any other system of debt or servitude. All resources become the common heritage of all of the inhabitants, not just a select few. The premise upon which this system is based is that the earth is abundant with plentiful resources. Our practice of rationing resources through monetary methods is irrelevant and counterproductive to our survival. Modern society has access to highly advanced technology and can make available food, clothing, housing, and medical care, update our educational system, and develop a limitless supply of renewable, non-contaminating energy. By supplying an efficiently designed economy, everyone can enjoy a very high standard of living with all of the amenities of a high technological society. We must emphasize that this approach to global governance has nothing whatever, whatsoever in common with the present aims of an elite to form a world government with themselves and large corporations at the helm, and the vast majority of the world's population subservient to them. Our vision of globalization empowers each and every person on the planet to be the best they can be and not live in abject subjugation to a corporate governing body. Our proposals would not only add to the well-being of people, 
but they would also provide the necessary information that would enable them to participate in any area of their competence. The measure of success would be based on the fulfillment of one's individual pursuits rather than the acquisition of wealth, property, and power. At present, we have enough material resources to provide a very high standard of living for all of Earth's inhabitants. Only when population exceeds the carrying capacity of the land do many problems such as greed, crime, and violence emerge. By overcoming scarcity, most of the crimes and even the prisons of today's society would no longer be necessary. A resource-based economy would make it possible to use technology to overcome scarce resources by applying renewable resources of energy, computerizing and automating manufacturing and inventory, designing safe energy-efficient cities and advanced transportation systems, providing universal health care and more relevant education, and most of all, by generating a new incentive system based on human and environmental concern. Many people believe that there is too much technology in the world today and that technology is the major cause of our environmental pollution. This is not the case. It is the abuse and misuse of technology that should be our major concern. In a more humane civilization, instead of machines displacing people, they would shorten the workday, increase the availability of goods and services, and lengthen vacation time. If we utilize new technology to raise the standard of living for all people, then the infusion of machine technology would no longer be a threat. A resource-based world economy would also involve all-out efforts to develop new, clean, and renewable sources of energy, geothermal, controlled fusion, solar, photovoltaic, wind, wave, and tidal power, and even fuel from the oceans. We could eventually be able to have energy in unlimited quality, quantity that, would, that could propel civilization for thousands of years. A resource-based economy must also be committed to the redesign of our cities, transportation systems, and industrial plants, allowing them to be energy efficient, clean, and conveniently serve the needs of all people. What else would a resource-based economy mean? Technology, technology intelligently and efficiently applied conserves energy, reduces waste, and provides more leisure time. With automated inventory on a global scale, we can maintain a balance between production and distribution. Only nutritious and healthy food would be available and plant obsolescence would be unnecessary and non-existent in a resource-based economy. As we outgrow the need for, for professions based on the monetary system, for instance, lawyers, bankers, insurance agents, marketing and advertising personnel, salespersons, and stockbrokers, a considerable amount of waste will be eliminated. Considerable amounts of energy would also be saved by eliminating the duplication of competitive products such as tools, heating utensils, pots, pans, and vacuum cleaners. Choice is good, but instead of hundreds of different manufacturing plants and all the paperwork and personnel required to turn out similar products, only a few of the highest quality would be needed to serve the entire population. Our only shortage is the lack of creative thought and intelligence in ourselves and our elected leaders to solve these problems. The most valuable untapped resource today is human ingenuity. With the elimination of debt, the fear of losing one's job will no longer be a threat. This assurance, combined with education and how to relate to one another in a much more meaningful way, could considerably reduce both mental and physical stress and leave us free to explore and develop our abilities. If the thought of eliminating money still troubles you, consider this. If a group of people with gold, diamonds, and money were stranded on an island that had no resources such as food, clean air, and water, their wealth would be irrelevant to their survival. It is only when resources are scarce that money can be used to control their distribution. One could not, for example, sell the air we breathe or water abundantly flowing down from a mountain stream. Although air and water are valuable, in abundance they cannot be sold. 
Money is only important in a society when certain resources for survival must be rationed and the people accept money as an exchange medium for the scarce resources. Money is a social convention, an agreement, if you will. It is neither a natural resource nor does it represent one. It is not necessary for survival unless we have been conditioned to accept it as such. Now we move on to the key points of the caucus. One, we intend to offer alternatives to the current outdated solutions that are simply not working. Two, we will work to expose the dangers of a profit-motivated monetary system and spread awareness of the various ways the system is corrupted. Three, we will work to spread awareness of the technology that could liberate mankind from the monetary system and the profit motive. Four, we will offer dialogue as to the flaws of socialism, communism, and capitalism and why none of these solutions will solve the problems of mankind and offer the research of the Venus Project as, as data of an alternative, alternate, alternative to any of these outdated failed systems. Five, we do not advocate the use of force or coercion, but seek to demonstrate our ideas to bring understanding of why we feel this is the best direction for mankind. A lot of that platform will look familiar to you. That is because almost all of it is taken directly from Jacques Fresco's writings with his permission. So to further answer the question, but I thought we were rejecting the political system. First, let's talk a bit about what third party politics, meaning not Republican or Democrat, does. When you run for office as a libertarian, socialist, green, etc., you don't really expect to win. However, you do get a lot more attention for your ideas this way than any other way. Yeah, we can canvass. Yeah, we can march. Sure, we can have our gatherings and debates on the Internet. But when I ran for Congress as a libertarian, I was invited onto mainstream TV and radio programs that I would have never been invited to if I were not a candidate. So that is how this helps us reach people in the mainstream political arena with our ideas. At that point, winning or losing is not relevant. We are talking about free advertising to the people who are actually interested in what is going on in the world. They have, of course, been duped into believing that politicians have the answers. They, they will be listening. And when they do, they will hear our non-political options. Secondly, we in the Zeitgeist Movement do tend to focus on the low-hanging fruit, the people who are most likely to adopt those ideas already and who actually care about the world. We are looking for outside-the-box thinkers. And where do you find them? The best place to find the kind of activists we need is in the existing activist structure. And those people can be found in third parties, such as the Boston Tea Party, Green Party, Libertarian Party, etc. These are the people who actually care. This is the point I shared with Peter if you listen to the radio show where he and I discussed this, and he agreed. There is a purpose for the political system. We reject it, we reject it as a solution in of itself. However, we can use it as part of our spreading awareness of our solutions. Can real change happen from this? Absolutely. Consider this. Congressman Ron Paul ran for president with very little chance of winning. He fought on regardless, and his campaign opened a lot of eyes. Now the issue of auditing the Federal Reserve and hopefully abolishing it is on mainstream news almost daily. Before his run for president, most of us didn't even know what the Federal Reserve was or actually did. It was my interest in learning about it that led people to suggest the first Zeitgeist movie to me, which led me to watching Zeitgeist Addendum, and that is the only reason I learned about the Venus Project. As in, if it were not for Ron Paul, you would not have VTV or V Radio, and I would not be writing this blog right now. Consider what Congressman Dennis Kucinich, run for president, did to spread awareness of the corruption of George Bush and Dick Cheney when he moved for impeachment. My friend Senator Mike Gravel ran for president to spread awareness of his National Initiative for Democracy, or NI4D. 
a proposal to introduce federal ballot initiatives for the American people, allowing us to make our own laws when the political system fails to address the will of the people. His run also exposed a great deal of corruption in politicians like Hillary Clinton. These men ran for office with an agenda to bring about change. The first step of that is telling people that there is even an alternative. That is what, I, that is what they accomplished, and it could not have been done in any other way. Finally, there is another major factor about third-party politics that will help us. I have a friend in the Socialist Party of the United States. His name is Brian Moore. I had him on my radio show a few times. He was a candidate for president for the party in 2008. He pointed out to me that the Socialist Party rarely gets anyone elected, but the majority of the changes in the Democratic Party that lean towards socialistic ideals came from the Democratic Party wanting to get votes from the Socialist Party. This allows ideas to reach mainstream politics in a trickle-up method. We, could not, we would not even be talking about things like universal health care if it were not for their efforts. And although we all know the mainstream politicians only pay lip service to these ideals initially, eventually over time they become part of their own political platforms. Obama gets called a socialist all the time. The Green Party's efforts contributed to a new interest in renewable energy and clean environmental practices. The Libertarian Party's efforts contributed to the interest in smaller and more efficient government. So to close on the answer to this question, we are rejecting the political system. We do not believe it is the solution. But it is a means to reach the people who still believe it is. And it is also a means to reach the people who know it is not. We have several members of the Green Party in our local Zeitgeist Michigan chapter. They have been able to contribute all sorts of good ideas about activism. So how can you help? One of the reasons I suggested the Boston Tea Party is because it is free to join and easy to join on the Internet. You do not get spam from this party. They do not ask you for money as the party actually goes out of its way not to raise any. They do this to avoid corruption. If you only sort of want to help, all you have to do is to be a U.S. citizen and go to bostont.us and click Join, which is a tab on the upper right. It is easier to join this party than it is to set up a new email account. Just a quick note here. Um, because there's another vote going on, they disabled new membership. <laughs> but after that's over, because I have a feeling that they're going to stack this again so that I lose, and I'll explain all that in a minute, um, it, just join anyway, and then we can just bring it up again until it's dealt with. Well, I'll explain all that in a little bit. Then vote on the issues presented when they come up, which is not very often. I will send out alerts via my radio show and the blog when we need a vote and post it on the Zeitgeist Forums and my V Radio Facebook. This will literally take only a few minutes of your life, and it will show support for our ideas. We just had a convention in the Boston Tea Party, and our candidates in the caucus had what is being, uh, had what is being framed as a humiliating defeat because not enough members of the Zeitgeist movement got behind the effort. All people had to do to help us join a website that was not going to spam them, did not cost anything, and would have asked for a couple of clicks, and we could have won that election by a landslide. This is a tangible means to get attention for our efforts, and it requires no more effort than voting on an online poll. If you want to help more, you can post in the public blog on the Boston Tea Party website or participate in the forums there in support of the caucus, but that is up to you. There is still one vacant slot on the National Committee. We lost a runoff election to none of, the, none of the above due to lack of participation. Eventually, they will open the polls again for this position. Membership to the party is now open again. Once again, that is no longer true as of like a few minutes ago. But um, Continue. They closed it in the middle of the convention, apparently according to their rules. It invalidated a lot of our previous votes. But if you join the party now, you can ensure that we win this time and win every time. The voting populace of the party is actually rather small. It is reasonable that if we wanted, we could take over the entire party. I do not wish to do this at all. 
But I would like to have a serious presence within the party as that makes our ideas look better too. And finally, another thing we could do to help as members of this party is vote during the next presidential election on who the Boston Tea Party will nominate as their candidate. Consider how much attention we could get for our ideas if a, small, if a member of the Zeitgeist Movement ran for president on a platform of our ideas. No, he would not get elected, but it would be a major chance to get real attention for our ideas. And all we would need to do is participate in an online poll on the website. If you are a member of the United States chapter of the Zeitgeist Movement, please give me a hand with this. It will not take much of your time and will help a lot more than posting on our forums and even handing out flyers. Thank you. Now, there was an update here, and I'm going to update the update. But update, the National Committee of the Boston Tea Party, in an effort to block people from our caucus from having a chance to occupy the final committee seat, have decided to simply not to hold an election for it. They do this in spite of the fact that I have voiced interest in that position, which is when they're supposed to do so. And they openly admit that they do this to prevent me from being able to go for the position. As obvious and ironic this political corruption is, it actually bodes well for us. Now more than ever, I need the help of members of the United States Zeitgeist Movement to get behind this effort. You can support the petition to overturn this unethical action by the National Committee by saying you support it here. Link is, uh, is given in the blog post. When we have enough support for this petition, it will come before a vote of the membership to overturn the committee's decision. Then we will vote again and send a message to the committee. So basically, to, uh, I'm going to look over at the chat room now. Um, Basically, what we all you really need to do is be a United States citizen, join the party, and then go on accordingly. Um, they went ahead and started the poll, and um, there's only a few votes on it now, but they went ahead and disabled new membership again. Uh, if this continues to be a problem, then I'm just going to put together another petition that only needs five people to approve of it, and then the petition goes before the vote. So at this point, he's just trying to shut off new membership for the purpose of preventing us from joining again. Um, this guy has had, a, had it in for my caucus from the very beginning, and he calls us you know, all kinds of crap when he does it. But the fact that he has to go through all of this to stop us actually is, uh, says a lot for us. So um, yeah, that's basically it. They did that on purpose, I'm sure. but. In the meantime, um, basically what's going to happen here is uh, he's going to open his poll. He did it right away to make sure that I couldn't get more people to join in support of the caucus. Um, if we lose this one, then we can just do it again. There's no limit in the bylaws to how many times. Now, the person I have to credit for doing this, ironically, is not somebody who's my friend at all. Tom Knapp and I had a huge falling out. Um, but he is a mainstream libertarian, and he saw that they were just leaving a committee spot open just because. That's basically what it amounted to. The exchange in the situation was so stupid. But basically, they got the uh, results they wanted by invalidating a bunch of votes uh, in the middle of the election by turning off uh, new membership. And then they decided anybody who had joined after the convention had started uh, that they wouldn't count their votes. So despite the fact that we won overwhelmingly, they basically just invalidated those votes based on an unwritten rule um, that was used as a previous precedent because they had somebody, I guess, who was making multiple accounts just to vote none of the above on everything. Um, that's their excuse. Uh, but at the end of the day, as much as they gloated about getting all of the Venus Project candidates out of their, you know, their party, it's very obvious what they're motivated by. And what I find highly ironic about all of this is that in order to supposedly preserve their, uh, you know, their um, party's integrity, they're willing to 
compromise free and equal elections. They're willing to participate in unethical behavior. I find that highly ironic. Um, it isn't going to matter. They're still going to fail. But it doesn't change the fact that um, overall it was necessary for them to do that. So um, anyway, um, that was basically what I wanted to touch on. I didn't know how long it was going to take to go over all of that. If anybody would like to call in, uh, the toll-free number is let me look, 887-259-0873. I'll put that in the chat. If you're local to uh, New York, then there's a different number that I'll put in the chat, but it's 347-945-7747. That's the, uh, the local number. So let me go ahead and throw this in the chat room. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and in response to Xavier, we can get a movement going within the Green Party. And, and actually, <coughs> sorry, um, members of the Green Party who were at the Zeitgeist Movement meetings were talking about the fact that it wouldn't really take much effort in the part of the United States Zeitgeist Movement to have a huge presence within the Green Party. Um, and members, former members of the Green Party are joining the Zeitgeist Movement all the time because the platform is very similar. Um, the thing is, is that in order to, uh, caucus means something different in the Green Party. You have to go through certain hoops to get a caucus approved. But um, overall, though, uh, we, we can still, you know, yes, we can absolutely have a presence within the Green Party. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, I, these people who are scared we're going to take over the party or whatever, we don't have any intention to do that. That's, that's not what this is about. This is about having a presence. Um, and they're so terrified of us that they've got to do things like close the polls when they get the results that they want. Um, you know, they were initially just going to refuse to have an election. They were just going to leave the spot open because they knew I would win. So now um, Tom Knapp put up the petition to say, well, the membership says you can't do that. So now they've opened a poll. There are already votes for and against it as we speak. It happened like minutes before the radio show started. If you've already joined the Boston Tea Party, now would be the time to vote on this poll. And if it doesn't go through, we're just going to do it again and again and again until we get fair treatment. It's that simple. So in any case, um, that was basically what I wanted to cover. Let me check the phone lines and see if anybody called in. It doesn't look like it. And if that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and end this show prematurely. Um, I just wanted to explain to you guys in, in detail what it is that we're doing here. We're not joining the political system. We're not advocating the political system as being a means to achieve anything other than the situation that is brought up when you basically have the opportunity to speak to people who are looking for solutions. And those people exist. They're out there. And we can offer them our solutions. So, but that isn't something that's going to happen. You know, um, basically, we're turning our backs on an awful lot of free advertising and press, essentially, when we don't um, participate in the dog and pony show that is the political system just for the purpose of putting on our own dog and pony show. That's what we're doing here. You know, and as I explained that to Roxanne, she talked to Jack about it, and it was fine. And it's because of the fact that we're just using the political system against itself. We're using the political system to spread awareness of non-political solutions. You know, if I run for Congress again, I thought about doing it this time, but it's too late for me right now. 
But if I run for Congress again, I'll probably run as a Green Party candidate, and then I will once again get invited to debates and forums and radio shows and stuff like that. And then I could talk about the resource-based economy rather than talking about mainstream stuff. So just something to think about. You know, it, this is a solution that people in the United States can follow. And if you live in another country, you know, I highly advise you to look into the political parties in your own country and use the same system, you know, use the same situation, like the debates and the forums that you'll get invited to, you know, use it as a means to recruit. That's really what this is about. You know, there are a lot of people in the Green Party who think very similar to us. It was not very hard to sell this to them, you know. Um, there are some people, you know, even within the Boston Tea Party who have a lot of things in common with us. The only thing that's being, it's becoming a problem here is their worship of the free market system. And the thing is, is they try to say that we're not in, in concurrence with their platform, but the platform doesn't say anything about free market, doesn't say anything about the use of money, doesn't say anything about any of that. Um, because all it says is reduce the size and scope and power of government. That doesn't say anything about how, how what we're going to do with money or that we need money to accomplish that or any of that. So if nothing else, you're kind of taking up a stand essentially against political corruption because that's basically what took place here. There were some people who had an agenda who thought it would be appropriate for them to determine that they're going to withhold elections until a candidate that they approve of asks for the position. And that's just BS, and I'm not talking bad science. So anyway, um, that being said, thanks, guys, for joining this particular um, V Radio episode. I know that it was brief. I don't want to be on for too long because I want to get my computer fixed so that I can do more V Radio and more Zeitgeist TV. Um, the, the V Radio chip-in widget is up. I do need donations. The, um, the bill just came in the mail today. And as I said, it's going to go up a little bit. If you guys, in the interest of full disclosure, want to see a copy of what my Internet bill is, I'll show it to you. I only ask for a little bit over what the Internet bill was in the past for things that I might need, like Skype credit or headsets or whatever. Um, thank you, everybody, to the, you know, who donated to the computer fund. The computer is now completely upgraded. All we have to do is try to reinstall Windows and get rid of this BSOD problem. I got 8 gigs of RAM and a quad-core processor. I should be able to do some serious, crazy Zeitgeist TV. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it, especially if I get this new Internet connection. It's going to be freaking party at V's house. <laughs> you can join me on the Internet. So that, that said, um, thanks again, folks. Uh, consider joining the Boston Tea Party. As I said, membership is closed until – see, what did it say? Um, he put it on the main page. So if you need to know where to vote, if you go to the main page, shall the member overturn the action of the NATCOM in recognizing one of the at-large positions as being held NOTA? Um, it's, right, it's like the second thing down, uh, June 7th listed there, uh, right under news. You go to the main page, and there's a yes or no button, and you can vote there. And as I said, even if this gets defeated, now that Tom Knapp showed me the formula, I'm just going to appeal it again. <laughs> and we'll probably do some kind of membership drive before that happens to make sure that this isn't an issue. So. Thanks again for uh, turning into this edition of V Radio. Please visit v-radio.org, vradio.org. Um, there you will see my archives. Uh, 
lists to must-see TV, my list of free movies to watch on the Internet that are pertinent to the zeitgeist movement. I'm going to have a resource-based economy caucus um, tab on the website soon. I just talked to my web guy about it to explain what my intention here is. Um, and I'm going to have to find a way to make memberships so that we can just email people when it's necessary for the caucus to do something. I've got to talk to my guy about that. Um, because it occurred to me that I had a bunch of people who joined the Boston Tea Party for the sake of the caucus, but I lost contact with them. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with them. So I can't really mobilize the caucus when necessary. So that being said, uh, thanks again, guys. I'm going to close with some words from Jacques and Roxanne, and thank you for tuning in to V-Radio. This is Roxanne Meadows. And this is Jacques Fresco. And you're listening to V-Radio.